Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Okay, start again. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I said my name. You said your name. Kyle wasn't recording. Let these motherfuckers figure out. Figure it out. Look it up. Look it up, asshats. No. So, Kill Martin, you just got off stage. I did. Sorry. We were going to start at 1030. Yeah, for, we were. First of all, I'm sorry, and I hate you. Me? Wait, what? How did that? What happened to me? How did well, I get I'm dragged into this? Because we were gonna, we we're gonna, we were gonna tape one podcast at ten thirty, right? And then I got a text from you a couple days ago saying, saying that I'm we, so on the road that we, we have to two? do two. And I said I don't want to do two, but here we go, here we go. So this I'm, one, I'm a little more it? angry at you than than, <laughs> than sad yourself? that I. <laughs> You're a little more gee, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's awesome. Okay, I uh, I have been wandering around this fucking town all day long in my stupid car. What are you doing? Uh, what were you well, saying? I thought Dorks I had a voiceover. And... Okay, and uh, it's tomorrow, and oh. so I showed up, and then I was on the side of the hill, and I was like, "Well, I need a haircut." So I your, called your my hair looks adorable. It really oh, does look you. good. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Well, and uh, and he couldn't do it until five thirty, so I was on this side of the hill. Mm-hmm. So I drove back. It was a great story, you guys. I drove back to the fucking valley, and then I had to leave at 4.30 so I could get over to West Hollywood by 5.30, and I have been wandering around Hollywood, West Hollywood. You're unmoored. I am unmoored. So I I went early to big um, to the Virgil, mm-hmm. to Big Money. Uh, to to see, what? To Big Money, you know, oh, uh, yeah, Brian yeah. Cook's. Because it said that the show started at 7.30, and then I was supposed to meet somebody at 8 for dinner, mm-hmm. and... Um, it didn't start at 7.30. It started at 8. Who'd you meet for dinner? Uh, my friend Ellen. You don't know her. She's a non-comic. Yeah, that's right. I know Ugh. people that aren't. <laughs> Unnecessary friendship. <laughs> Vetoed. Don't waste your time with no. them. Uh, she's All right. She's an actress. Is that something? Does that help? <laughs> Does that right. help at all? Hey, hi, uh, you, did you get to see Mary Mack on uh, yes, Conan? Yes, I watched. I, she, it was lovely. She taped Conan last night. Yeah. And we had a writer's meeting during the taping of the show. So you so couldn't you see watch it live. It. But I watched it today. Oh, my God. I loved when it she got really the applause fun. break. Yeah. And she just it's said, just... that was the worst applause break of, of the show yeah. ever. And then they had to, they rose to the occasion. The audience brought it up enough. Yeah, that was really good. It mm-hmm. was really good. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. I love the chastising on national television. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, Mary Mac. <laughs> and uh, so, so I ended up uh, missing my friend anyway. And so then I turned, so I spent See, fucking, 20 minutes. See, a comic would have met you, you know? Well, These fucking civilians don't understand. I, I you bailed have a on her. little window what? of time between yeah. spots. Nine hours. And it was, so I turned <laughs> around and I drove back to the Virgil and I got to close it. Oh, that's so, cool. So good for me. I got to work on my new bits. That's good. Did you get to work on your, I saw you last night at Flappers. You were great. Thank you. You were so it's funny. Some newer stuff. Yeah. But it, it all feels like, um... Like little jokes, but they don't feel part of something larger yet, yeah. you know, and it's so I'm having trouble. Like I, I have a couple little chunks that are newish. Yeah. And now I'm inserting new jokes and I'm and now my chunks are all broken up again. And I and I'm like, what's the order? And I'll do a joke and I'll be like, fuck, I know I have a new one here now instead of this one. And mm-hmm. so the sets, it's all kind of bumpy. That's how it feels right now. Yeah. 
but but I I think those those smaller jokes are really popping. Thank you. And I think it I think uh, it'll it'll bigger chunks will come out of it. Yeah, they're hopefully. just they're just little <laughs> they're really smart little jokes in the middle of you're like oh she's working on oh no that's I've never heard that joke before. So oh, that cool. was Yeah, it was great. Well, oh okay. So today yeah today ha- uh, I ha- I I don't know how I'm going to be able to talk for two hours. First Me of neither. <laughs> I'm well, I'm with it you. in me. <laughs> Didn't you have to go out to Malibu? Yes, I, I, I had a show in Malibu. And why? I, I don't know why? why I think Malibu's closer than it is. I, I think don't... because Carson, Johnny Carson, used to live out there and he worked in Burbank. Burbank. So I'm like, oh, I guess that's doable. Why would that guy be in a, a traffic <laughs> would... for four hours a day? <laughs> why didn't that guy have a driver? Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I uh, drove out to Malibu and did, a, okay, I did a set and uh, at the... Uh, Fielding Edlow had a, had a, has a show. Oh, okay, she's great. I really love her. Yes. But, um, so in there's it's like a, a rig, like a playhouse. There's it's oh a, I've it's done like that. A, it's like a half you know. Was Fe- is Fielding Edlow running that now? This one, yeah. yeah. Oh, good, good. So it's um, a nice space. It's a nice space, and there's people sitting. And then the front row is empty except for one woman mm-hmm. who is writing in a notebook the entire time on stage. Wow. And I and I go, what are you doing? She's like, I'm a reporter. So. Um, no, you aren't. First of all, yeah, no. first of all, you're part of the story now because yeah. you're sitting in the front row and you're writing every joke. I say, I watch you write it down. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I don't like someone writing down my jokes. Uh, no, you know, no, that's it fine. Turns- if it's there, it's in, uh, and a televised appearance. Cause then it's officially out. I don't want you writing them down mm-hmm. and pu- publishing them in your and little if you gazette. Guess, guess what? If you were really a reporter, you would know to sit in the back of the room. You weirdo Magoo. Yes. Yeah. And then out of her damn mind. And then, uh, the, the, like that bugged me. And then there's jokes that she wouldn't write down. I'm like, <laughs> that's a fucking perfect joke. And it's four words. It's perfect for print. You dumb bitch. You fucking write that one down. <laughs> I enjoy that. I enjoy that. It's uh sorry you didn't. My favorite thing that happened. <laughs> yes, well, I I did Largo last night. I I I was Tom Papa and friends. Yeah. And you told me about that show last night. It sounded like a really fun one. It was a fun show, but I did uh my surgery joke. Yeah. And I forgot the second half of it. And mm-hmm. I was staring at the 350 people that I genuinely called a pile of haircuts. 350? Because, yeah. Wow. Because it was lot. full, right? It was it was sold out. On a and Tuesday. That's amazing. A, yeah, Wednesday, I think, actually. But um, uh, Yeah, right. Sorry. Whatever it was. But I, because I got mad at myself. <laughs> I got mad at them. Yeah. Classic comic reaction. Yeah. And because uh, I couldn't remember the second half of the surgery joke. So I just stood there and I was like, Huh, interesting. I don't know what the, where the rest of that joke went. And they just kind of stared at me, and I was like, fucking pile of haircuts. You could take it. And then I just, <laughs> went, I just went into... And then at the end of my set, I was like, we'll never know. We'll never know what the second half of that joke was. You fucking take my silence. You, <laughs> you take but, it. You take the fact that I'm clearly not as well prepared as I, as I thought I was. I was, so, I was irritated with that set a little bit. I liked it, but it wasn't great. And, you know, I'm used to... A certain amount of doing very well right now. Yes, right. that when I don't do well, right. this is a, the most egotistical thing. No, but you're it's, uh, you're you you're it's going it's a well. Standard of luxury that you're uh, right, afforded. It's, it's, as, <laughs> as, as, you're a, a grand dame, a dowager queen, and uh, you yes. are allowed to expect yes. to do reasonably well almost all the time. And I did do reasonably well. Uh, yeah. I, I was okay with it. My favorite thing that happened: I talked to a booker yesterday. Uh, this was uh, when I was reminded that there is no pride. 
There is yeah. no, uh, right. there, you don't get to get mad at the booker. And so I'm talking to this booker and uh, I was like, hey, you know, I've been trying to get into your club. And um, he goes, you know, the, you know, the owner knows you. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said, and I, I know that he knows that you're competent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like, stop oh hitting me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I... And I almost said something. I was like, hey, out loud. You said that out loud. <laughs> but I didn't say that. Instead, I just, um, oh. I, was, I was reminded, oh, that's right. I, I'm a comic. I'm not allowed any pride. <laughs> I'm not allowed to get mad. And I said, does he? Does he know? And, uh, well, I got to go. That's how I dealt with that. And I said, well, keep, keep plugging. Fuck. And it's fine. It's, I have a lot of work right now, but. You know, you got to find work for the when you don't have work. That's where I spend my time going. Yeah. What about next January? What's going to happen? Isn't it weird when when like the the recession hit in two thousand eight and people? I mean, I understand why this would be traumatizing to people that have had a regular job where it's like no, you have to hustle and find something. It's like that's what comics do every day. day One every day you are. you're a road comic you're employed mm-hmm. one week at a time yeah you know yeah and if and if and early on some of the clubs will close yeah i remember and i i've never had this happen where the club closed and so weeks would get get canceled right and then or you'd get there this would happen occasionally on one nighters i don't remember any specific examples but i know it must have happened to me where i didn't get paid or i got underpaid or there was just some sort of where i had to go no you said the gig was a hundred dollars and you just handed me 75 that was oh i remember the dirt bag in on brady street in milwaukee uh 20 years ago he doesn't own it anymore but he used to pay us with a gun on the table i heard about that guy yeah that guy's out of his was his name jay P J yeah J J R yeah it was like J R or something yeah whatever it was it was and it would he was hilariously it would be pointed at you you'd be sitting across from oh my a desk God. and it was he would just you'd take it out of the drawer put it on the table and then he'd hand you your money and it would always be short and so like I was featuring for Fred Klett. K-L-E-T-T. Very funny guy. Probably. That sounds familiar. I, I think he does cruises now. Okay. Anyway. Um, How many of our friends have we lost to cruises? <laughs> our good friends. Good friends. Gone now. You don't see them. You don't see them anymore. They're riding helicopters. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I guess like something about cruises makes you never want to be in a club again. You know, like they, they almost never pop up. They're, they, they're traumatized by... Whatever you uh, have to do on a cruise. Whatever is happening on a cruise. Have you ever done a cruise? No, I haven't. Uh, I want to. Just to try, just okay. to try it once. Okay. And I hear there's there's cruise Perks. gigs that are better than they used to be. Yes. You now know, there's like, clubs on cruises. Yeah, there's supposedly. clubs. And you can yeah. talk like a grown-up and stuff. Right. But. And there, it's an adult thing. Anyway, so the guy gives me, uh, I, was, I was supposed to make $200 and he gave me $150. And I said uh, it was supposed to be $200. And he said... And there was this long pause, like an asshole. And then he goes, do you think you deserve $200? Oh, my God. And I said, yeah. Yeah, that was the agreement. And him and his stupid gun. And I'm like, shoot me. Shoot me now. End this right now over $50. He should have shot you. He should have ended. just sort of. You wouldn't have to be at this podcast right now. <laughs> Imagine being dead. Well, minute four, you over guys. This podcast. Minute four. <laughs> uh, I just I just came from Colorado and Oklahoma. Yes, with Maria Bamford, and yeah. it was a, a beautiful experience, as you yeah. can imagine. And uh, we wrote the dirtiest punchline at the end of my tantric sex bit. Cool. It is now 
no longer safe for television. You can't do it on TV. <laughs> Except for... That's heartbreaking. It is Because you don't want to get bit. too used to it. Right. Sometimes, I mean, you're talking about tantric sex, you know? Sometimes you can't keep it clean, necessarily. Right, and I don't know that anybody would have thought that was clean enough for television anyway. Yeah, but maybe not. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it danced nicely around uh, all the that edge, you know? <clears throat> well, but, I will say that... I have about six filthy jokes yeah. that I've written over the course of 25 years, 30 years, right? And um, they're all hard to do initially, and then I get used to it. But the it's always a sign that I'm in a pretty good mood, comedically, yeah. when I write a dirty joke. Because I don't have that many dirty jokes. So I don't either. That's the good news. Um, yeah, I did that show in Malibu, and then I drove another hour out here and just did a, a set downstairs. It was Dana Gould show? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, Carmen Lynch great. is downstairs. Oh, nice. I saw Ian uh, Harvey, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That's a, that's it's a, a nice it's lineup. A, it's, a good, it's a good packed little day for me. Oh, um, <laughs> so uh, they announced the special Yes, okay. that's right. You, it's uh, yes, December. It's official. It's it's streaming on CISO, right? CISO dot com, and they're doing like a whole, uh, I guess, fall of comedy, stand up comedy. Like Doug Stanhope's special is on CISO, and, right? Uh, Jenna Friedman had uh, a show at Edinburgh called American Cunt. That's okay, <laughs> catchy, CISO, catchy. I love it. <laughs> um, and then mine is uh, debuting December 29th, which I think is. Perfect because you'll have visited your family, yeah, and you, you'll either uh, want It'll them to be die, after Christmas, yeah. or you'll realize, oh, they're dying. They're, they're dying. Get, I need yes. to. I and need so to this, love them. This is preemptive. This will get right. Yeah, or they're dead. It's or the or they've and died. you'll feel very depressed. And you'll be depressed or relieved. Yeah, but it's called Forty Five Jokes About My Dead Dad, and, and it's going to be on CISO. It's on CISO, and I, I think with CISO. Um, you can get the first week free. So if yeah. you want to be a total cheapskate, you can wait till December 29th to get it. And then it. watch everything. But then you can also, um, you can watch it on Amazon. Like if you have an Amazon Fire Stick, they have oh. they have some sort of symbiotic relationship with, with Amazon. CISO? Yeah. Oh, wow. So if you, you still have to get a CISO membership, but you can watch it on your Fire Stick. Okay. Um, you'll be hearing that a lot. <laughs> right, uh, you'll be hearing through. that in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna really make my pitch concise. Why not? What the hell? It's... But it, it's weird. Like it, it, it feels good. Yeah, to have sold it and for it to go up. Yeah, and just, yeah. You know, oh, it's real. Like, like you know, I, I didn't want to say anything until it was like, tw- you know, yes. they, they put out a press release, you know, and like, yeah, this is happening. Right. They thought, you know, it's cool. It is really cool. It does feel good. It's Well, that's, I mean, it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And it was emotionally, like, yes. the hardest thing, I think, probably. Yeah. It felt, I mean, the whole the whole Twitter feed when your father was, was passing was mm-hmm. so heartbreakingly funny. Mm-hmm. That for you then, after he passed away, for you to spend another six months writing those jokes down mm-hmm. and culling through them and making sure and then trying them every night. Yeah. Was it... Did you feel like it was work at any time or did you, was it It felt like a mission. I felt like I had to do it and, um, and get it no matter what, no matter how it's sold. Yeah. I was, you know, going to put it on Vimeo or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, just to get it out there. But, um, it was, and it's been a long time. It's been almost two years since I shot it. Yeah. And so it'll be like two years and two months since I shot it is when it'll be available. So right. that's a long time to wait, you know, cause you, yeah. and there's a couple people, there's a couple celebrity references. Yeah. Cause I, I'm 
I was just trying to throw every possible kind of joke at death and cancer yes. and grief, right? So there's some like hacky fucking shit in there. Yeah. And there's some monologue type jokes in there. And mm-hmm. then there's like real, real, it's just like it, emotional. every possible thing it's, I could think of. It's a tour of different kinds of jokes. It really is. It might be a master's class <laughs> on how to write jokes. <laughs> All I'm saying is it, there's a Larry King joke in there and please let him live until December 29th. <laughs> That's all I need. Uh, it's fine. He's uh, he's he's got he's got time. I'm still listening to that fucking Norman Lear. Oh my god! <laughs> right? It's How long very, is his book? It's 15, 16 hours. Wow! I'm on the last hour. You need like wine road gig up, up to the Bay Area. Yeah, exactly. I do that Napa gig. I did. Oh right, right. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not staying in Fairfield and then driving to Napa. I have my own weird uh, one nighter run that I'm doing that first week of December. Yeah, where I'm also in the in my what is what was sold to me as a Bay Area run. Yeah, I'm going to Arcata. <laughs> Arcata is four it's almost hours in Oregon. Right, it's four hours north it's, of it's the right Bay near Area. Eureka. Yeah. Um, so, that's so funny. Yeah, me and Dash Kwiatkowski are gonna just road trip up there. We get we have there's it'll a room. be awesome. It'll be awesome. It'll be yeah. super. Arcade fun. is beautiful too. It's right on the coast. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm and really it's a really old. It. It's an old California town. It's old Victorians and stuff. It's like okay. one of the early California towns. Well, that'll it's, be it's neat really then. cool. Oh, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll tell you, Oklahoma. Here's my favorite thing that happened in Oklahoma. You were just in Oklahoma. Yeah, I was in Oklahoma City with uh, Maria. With Maria. Where? Where? Uh, it was Edmond, Oklahoma. It's right outside of Oklahoma oh, City. There's a lot of gymnasts out, out of Edmond, Oklahoma. Well, they're a bendy people. They're trying to they're, they're trying to rock with they're trying the, to flip out of Oklahoma. The, well, they're rocking with the earthquakes. Uh, they had oh, a five point eight. Wow, they had a five point eight. That's real. That's yeah. a real earthquake. That's bu- bullshit. Yeah. Is what I thought that was. That's man made. Yeah, it's a man made earthquake. Yeah, congratulations. And um, but the. Everybody kept saying to me, have a blessed day. It was a blessed day or a blessed day. Wow. And the amount of baptism, right? Like the Baptist yeah. church uh, infusion, more syllables. But it reminded me, do you remember this? I was going to ask you this because you were there in the 80s uh, yes. when have a nice day was invented. Remember when have a nice day was invented in the 80s? It, I don't remember that it was invented. It I was, remember as a t-shirt with a happy face, right? Yeah, but it was it was everyone started saying it in the late 80s and I remember a lot of comics doing jokes about it. Oh. Then how it was it was such a it was like why why don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me to have a nice day. That, that seems like it's a a Minnesota trend because I don't remember San Francisco comics complaining Telling about people anybody saying, saying, saying yeah. yeah very possible it could have been a Midwestern moment when everybody yeah. and then it finally bled out to the coasts you people on the coast we we get your we get your bullshit see we're sending you I don't know what we're sending you um, isn't it weird uh, like Oklahoma um, is very Republican yeah they, they probably don't meet any hillary supporters you know or um, very few they're very well the no, maria bamford audience chock course. full oh yeah chock full yeah of yeah, yeah oh my god that must have been so grateful you guys came it they were psyched they yeah. were psyched and they were they were supportive and they were and they were mostly sane and the more you know the and now that i'm traveling around a bunch colorado's pretty conservative too because the weird the run was weird it was yeah. uh it was a i think it was a thursday in oklahoma city friday in Denver and Saturday in Fort Collins. Fort Collins is supposed to be like a comedy scene on the rise. That's what I've heard. 
Really? Well, it was, I mean, jeez, <laughs> it was fine. There was, I mean, all three shows were, they were all Bamford fans. Yeah. So it was just, it was just, and, and it was hilarious because she did some meet and greets. Yeah. Uh, couldn't do it in Denver. The room was too big. It was yeah. like almost 2000. Oh my God. And she sold it out. Fuck. Yeah. Crazyville. Yeah. Wow. And this is from Amazon, right? The Amazon show? Uh, no, from the Netflix show. Oh, sorry. Netflix. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Wow. Lady Dynamite. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. And then, but the meet and greet she did in Oklahoma and in um, in Fort Collins because they were smaller venues. Yeah. And they everybody just lines up to tell them what meds they're taking oh and tell God. them about when they were in the in the Huskow, you know, when they were in yeah. the psych ward. And she loves those stories. And she said to me afterwards, she was like, "I, you know, you can't. I mean, I you probably don't like those stories." And I was like. Now that I know that you like those stories, I don't care. I, I don't have to hear them. I'm just I'm sitting here. I got my phone. I can stare into it. And uh, but it's so, and this weekend we're going to and we we will have already gone. But um, it's Saturday we're doing Seattle mm-hmm. Paramount Theater and then oh God. Uh, Sunday Spokane Spokane. That's the dream is to be able to sell out a little theater or a medium sized yeah, theater. Yeah, medium sized theater there for a day. And then Sunday night at the Spokane. A comedy club, which is the same people that own the Tacoma Comedy Club. Oh wow! Have you worked with those guys? I have worked at Tacoma. Oh my god, yeah. I love that Tacoma room. Yeah, I just it's, fun. it's like uh, they told me that they did a tour of comedy clubs. Yeah, and they looked at the best ones that were run and yeah. how they taught the treated the comic, where the comics like to stay within walking distance yes. of the damn club, please. Right. And then you know the food and beverages were taken care of, and it wasn't too crazy and. Tacoma's only been open like five years. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite clubs in the country now. Yeah. So just because they, they, they did it right from the start. And and Spokane's only been open less than a year. Mm. And what I liked about this gig, I got an email from the guy yesterday, uh, Booker, and he said, so you're coming in with Maria on Sunday. Why don't we get you a headline week so that we can plug it? in Thank front of her you. audience and yes. i was like i'm a real girl too i i'm yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and yeah so because uh after the fucking competent uh comment i was like i oh need my god yeah anyway that's uh that's so exciting it'll be fun i wonder yeah you gotta get you gotta do would, both those clubs i would love to be able to do that i would love to be able to to have if if my special did well yeah and to have enough uh, enough of a bump where I could do oh, what one or two nights of the middle of the week. Yeah, no, or? well, not in the middle of the week because of my job, of but but on Saturday, mm-hmm. just uh, I can fly out. I can fly anywhere every Saturday. Yeah, and do something. You could do it. You could do it and and build the audience. Yeah, like Kyle Kinane did. Like, uh, what do like, you mean? Like Kyle Kinane did? He did. He did rock venues. Yeah, he would just go. So and, he would book himself. Yeah, he he made the phone call or somebody else did. No, he did. He, wow. he he would book the and and because I did and plus there's those there's comic run southern runs yeah that have those small sort of music venues yeah and like I did one in Atlanta and it was a Saturday and there was mm, 50, 60 people there and I did a dork forest and then I did a stand up show mm-hmm. and it was good it wasn't I didn't make a great deal of money I probably yeah. came home with. After doing a five-day drive around, I probably came home with $500, which um, – but I did it because I wanted to meet those people. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do Alabama. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to do Atlanta and, and Charlotte and it was – yeah. That sounds fun. It but was. That's, that's not – you can't 
consistently come home with five hundred. No, you can't. But but if you if if the CISO thing goes well, yeah, you could fly and do a one nighter, and then fly back. And if it doesn't work the first time, three months later you go back mm. and you do it again. And and that's how you build an audience. I, I think it can like, be, it's a lot of work though. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of it work. It sounds like a third job for you Yay. in your copious amounts of free time <laughs> in between trying to raise a human. <laughs> hey, he's doing better. Is he? His grades are uh, satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you, young man. Well played. Well played. Yeah. I like that new joke about uh, raising him right. Oh, not to be a rapist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still finessing that one, right? Well, that's uh, the thing. The great thing about that premise yeah. is that there's so much there. Yeah, that that could be that. As far as I'm concerned, that's a three and a half minute bit. Maybe, maybe yeah. you're right. It's because what All else right. doesn't he want to be? What else don't you want him to be? You don't want him to be a rapist, but what else? That's do you it. Also... He could murder. I just don't. Rape. How about a banker? Do you want him to be a banker? <laughs> <laughs> like what is it? Do you oh, want him a marine biologist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? What am I? What will you embarrass? What will you be embarrassed to, to tell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, but it's a great premise. I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so what do you now? Okay, I'm just thinking ahead to December. I can't stop thinking about it now. Okay, like, what should I do? Should I should I uh, hire a publicist for a month or two? Wow. No. No. I don't know. I mean, you you know. You've come to the right person when you want to talk about <laughs> industry decisions. <laughs> it's true. It's, uh, I don't know how to, I, I actually said to someone today, I could pitch this to you or I could just keep doing stand-up comedy forever. Your choice. Your choice. <laughs> Whatever. That's and, our first laugh from Kyle. Kyle's God little, damn. Kyle's this been when, is this like one his... shitty? Is this no, a bad podcast? This is Kyle is exhausted. Okay. Kyle All is right. working at least three jobs, and I believe you're making people, aren't you? Aren't you also raising people? No. no. They're just comics. Yeah. He's working with other writers. Yeah. So okay. he's, he's in he's just in a writer's room now. I know. So, how you do it, Lori. He doesn't know how you do it. I had uh, yesterday uh we had a meeting and I I had emailed an idea that um nobody responded to so of course i didn't of course i'm like either either i go oh everyone hated i suck or then i'm like oh they didn't see it <laughs> so <laughs> like, they must have missed it this is a fucking good one guys so then i i opened my mouth to pitch it and then like the words were in my head and the slide that the words need to go down so they get into the pool yeah. was out of order. And I was like, ah. And then I, I barely repackaged the email. That every, then I realized, oh, they did see it. And they were unmoved. Their people, eyes are looking down. Oh, she brought it up again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I like writing monologue jokes. I have to, well, but, okay, publicist. So, so yeah. So I here's what uh what do I do? I want people to watch it. What oh, do I, I don't do? Know. I want I want I want people Go to Sam French, buy one of those agent lists and then just send oh out my cards. God. Remember that from the Yeah, 90s? yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um I was thinking of calling or t- contacting a couple of podcasts that yeah. I know and just saying can I can I buy yes. can I buy time where well, you, you just buy say ads and I stuff? don't know I don't know do you ask somebody say can you mention me 
Can you mention my special? Do you ask Dork them? Forest people are like, hey, I have a book coming out. Can I come be on the Dork Forest? Uh, yeah. Hey, I have a podcast festival. I just did one with Graham Elwood because of the LA Podcast right. Festival. So uh, you have to go be on everybody's podcast. Oh, God. Or I suppose you could just buy ad space. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you could throw money at it. And, uh, How much do you think Marin charges for his little blurbs up front? $600 an episode. Seriously? Yeah, that's what I think he charges. Oh, that's worth it. Oh, my God. I All think right. it's worth it. All right, Rob. You don't? No, I don't. I think... Uh, Why? You think people fast forward past that stuff? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. A, I think they do fast forward, as does the nodding of Kyle. Oh. And, um, and then mm. the other thing is, is uh, I think you should just ping Marin and go, hey, can I? have you ever mm. done the show? What? Have you ever done the show? Yeah. Besides the live one? Yeah, I that did. That we both yeah. did together? I did it the week before my dad went into hospice. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Because it would be Your last help. podcast killed my dad. <laughs> and now I'd like to let you know what happened. <laughs> Please email him, though, no, that no, no. very sentence. Because mm. <laughs> that, I think, could get you. Uh, he, he, you know, I and... You did Never Not Funny yeah. already. Yes. He's not going to have you back on. Jimmy, why don't you just mention it? He might, and yeah, he, he might just mention it. asking Jimmy to, to right. pop up. Who else? Who else? Uh, but but is, is that the way to do it? Just go podcast? Or? That's what everybody I know does. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's really? the way to do it. Uh, Chris Hardwick did. I did once ask Chris Hardwick about uh, PR people. Yeah. And... He, this was probably before eight, he had a 10 show? years, 10 oh, okay. years ago, yeah. eight or 10 yeah. years ago. And he said, I have to tell you that I've never left an office of a PR company, uh, having spent $20,000 and thought to myself, well, that was well spent, uh, because it never, it doesn't, right. it makes some difference, but it, I think it's cumulative. So it, I, th- I don't think you can just do it once. Right, 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 right. So... I don't know. I would say go be on every Goonie Birds podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can work you into the dork forest. <laughs> <laughs> Attainable goal. Attainable goal. I just I just did one. Do you do, yeah. do you think I should be uh, trying to contact cancer groups or you know or, any, or is that inappropriate? Wow. It's not inappropriate. It sounds like what do you what would oh oh for people what people to watch? Yeah, just watch it. Hey. Hey. My dad died of cancer. I made a bunch of jokes about it. Right, right. Yeah, they might like that. Sure. Hmm. What the heck? That's not a bad idea. That's an excellent idea. I like. Have I you love ever thought it. of going into PR? That's an excellent. <laughs> you should definitely. <laughs> I'd re. I wouldn't phrase it exactly that. <laughs> right. But I like. I love that Cristela Alonso had made a deal, mm-hmm. and the money she made, she took and she shot her own pilot. Yeah. And she got a show in the air from that. And mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, if I have, if there's any profit, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I should use it to publicize it a little bit. Yeah. Myself. Or make something else. What's the next thing you want to make? That's the real question in A my gun head. to put at my temple. Really interesting. <laughs> interesting. Are you thinking about getting a 3D printer? What are you thinking of doing? Yes. Because <laughs> then you can make the bullets. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't have... What's on your plate? What's on, What's in the future? Remember that Maria joke? She's what? like, oh, I'm done. I finished early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting in a gravy boat, having gravy poured I'm over I'm trying me. to write this little book. You know? Oh, that's right. You got a book. Yeah, you got the book that you got to yeah. write. Yeah. 
So you have a project. I have a project, but I I I, I, I want. <laughs> I want something. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I have a new CD. Wait, wait, I have a new CD that yes. I'm working on. So, but, but it's I mean, ex- we yeah. have to, you know, we ha- we're still responsible for getting our stuff out there. Still, you know, and right, right. What was the book? I'm responsible for my own orgasm. Uh, it's, really? Uh, yeah, that was a book. Uh, I only know that because in the book, in the movie Tootsie, um, oh my god, <laughs> Terry Gar. It's in one of the rants that she does against uh, Dustin Hoffman. Terry Gar, so funny, so funny. MS. She has MS. Did you know that? A little twitchy. I just saw that. I saw her. Really? Yeah. She's got a little shaky. <laughs> I didn't know it was MS. <laughs> Kyle finds me insensitive. You're the, you're the uh, worst person yeah. on earth. <laughs> I think. And it, that's coming from the worst person on earth. <laughs> well, finally, we have a new name for the podcast. <laughs> the two worst people on the planet. Oh, my gosh. I uh, Speaking of that, um, I was asked to audition for this new show on Showtime about comedy in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. I, uh, I, I should have just dropped everything and gone to do it. Yeah. But I had just gotten the sides, and I yeah. didn't want to show up and suck. Yeah. Right. Right. And I was like, "Well, do you think I could do it?" I would. I asked if I could do it this week, and um, they said yes, and then they said no. So, or they, they must have cast it, and yeah. it was. I was essentially. I was. I was to play a woman comic in nineteen seventies two or whatever. Yeah. And it was a, the joke that they had written for it. Not a bad joke. I, cu- I couldn't tell if I had heard it before. Like, mm. like that's the biggest problem with stand-up comedy, and I've said this before, is that uh, on television, in, in TV and movies, is that no one's willing to give up their A material. Yeah, right, and right. So the joke was funny, but I didn't think it was – I was like, oh, I've heard this done better. Yeah. And it's because no one was willing to give up the, the best yeah. punchline of their lives. And – um but I was reminded, you know, this thing's going to come out, and they're going to glorify the comedy store in 1972. Yeah. Where? Who's behind this? Uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Yeah, uh, is it I'm Dying Up Here? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I'm taking part in my career peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand I, what just happened. Well, he knew the name, we and I didn't know the show. name. And, and I didn't. She's going up for is she's the only person in the room who doesn't oh. know what didn't the, know what the thing was. You're going to have to explain a lot to me tonight. That's my feeling. <laughs> That's my sense about this are podcast. Where are we at, if I might? We're at 33. 33. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we do this? I can't do this. <laughs> I want to go home. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but well, here's my thing, though, is that remember when I when those guys would tell me about what com- the comedy store was like in the early 70s. Yeah. I was like, foul. Horrible, disgusting. Yeah, the coercion of of just like how much drugs and and it was it was right after the summer of love and everybody was right. still high, but they were just essentially just having orgies and seventies so, were a dark, awful time. Just gross. As I, far I as I'm concerned, there were more like bombings and explosions in the seventies, and there's been ever since. Like right, it, like Munich and and um, yeah, and just in America, the weathermen and all these you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Unabomber reactionaries. Yeah, no, he was nineties. Unabomber was nineties. I don't know anything about crime. <laughs> I appreciate you trying though. You keep throwing things out that are decades off. But what a cheerful demeanor you have. <laughs> What else can I throw out there? <laughs> Everything I know about true crime I learned from Michelle McNamara. Ah, uh, yeah, because yeah. uh, she knew things. Yeah, she knew so much. Yeah, and just 
And so that's all I've got left. It's, uh, that and I think Son of May Sam was enough. May peace. she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, oh, so Patton did stand up for the first time in four and a half years. Did, did you see, see that? It? I didn't no. get to see it, but I saw uh, that it. I saw that it went well, and that that's cool. and and in and months, he, four and a half months. Was it four and a half months? Yeah, you said years, didn't she? Yeah, she mm-hmm. said years. Yeah, and I thought it was years. No months. Months, four and a half months. Wait, you yeah. seriously thought that Patton Oswalt hadn't done stand-up comedy in four and a half years? I did. I don't know why I did. Okay, because I haven't seen him in, f- uh, you know, four <laughs> it doesn't and a half matter. Years. Okay, let's All right. move forward. It's impossible. To There's find. no story There's, here. Right. <laughs> move, forward. move along. Move along. Nothing to see here. Okay, but- so you know the last couple podcasts we've mm-hmm. we've had male comics that we really like say yeah. some horrible things oh yeah and then it, there's oh this oh my god this angst right you know of of funny people that are have oh, the, a horrible streak <laughs> <laughs> yes but you know roseanne is another feet of clay. example feet what do you mean i don't think feet of clay yeah because well i mean the thing is, is she's really funny but she, uh you're talking about the the guys I'm talking about she's a major Trump supporter. Right. She's out of her goddamn She just retweets a lot of like really shitty stuff about I wouldn't know. She blocked me. I know. I know. We hear about it every podcast show. (laughs) Get over it. But but I still love her. Yeah. You know, but I'm I I think her political views are abhorrent. I've taken to calling anybody who uh, who supports Trump on my Facebook thing Sergeant Schultz, and I'm like, hey, hope you have a good time at the Russian front, <laughs> and because uh, that's, uh, that's uh, Hogan's, Hogan's Heroes, Heroes right. reference. Yeah, sure, I'll be here all week. Hogan's Heroes. I'll be here all fucking night is what I will be. I'll be totally. <laughs> You're listening to too much Norman Lear. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost possible. Yeah. So I had. Uh, I had I I went to, um so last oh last Friday I was in the worst mood yeah I had two shows and they were they they turned out to be fun both of them but both of them on my drive there there's nobody in the audience you know and this when I'm on stage I'm having a good time right but but you know sometimes you just get in this negative cycle of and you start looking at other comics your age that are doing way the fuck better hmm. and you're like I can't believe it I can't believe it what am I doing I'm, I'm doing free shows for so few people mm-hmm. on a Friday fucking night you know mm-hmm. um, but I meant so I, I'm sitting next to another comic and uh, I, I said something like I, I fucking hate this business and I want it to end you know <laughs> which is like you know that's a normal statement right you just, that's like saying you, hello right you had just sat down probably yes. you're like Oh, good that's, to see you. That's us vetting each other. That's, that's our small talk as comics is how we want to die. Okay? Yes. And I expect another comic to reciprocate in kind. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have those days all the time. And it could be... Did she offer you a Xanax or something? What happened? What? Who, what would they do? No, they looked at me like, oh, and then they tried to cheer me up. I'm like, no, don't no. fucking try to cheer me up. <laughs> don't whimper at me. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah just uh, just go. Angered ah, me. That made, that, then I felt alone. <laughs> oh, that's that actually is the worst. It that, is the worst because you can be in front of any gig where it's there's no people, there's a, there's a ton of people, and you're just scared shitless, and you don't want that feeling, and you're just like, I I don't want to be in this business anymore. I want to die. That's a normal feeling for a comic to have every single night. And the thing is, is it doesn't make any sense because you're already doing the thing that you love. You're just. You, I wish I had blinders, you know, where I couldn't see what other people are doing. And I, what did I, I saw on Snapchat, it was Ron Funches and James Adomian mm-hmm. uh, doing karaoke. Mm-hmm. And 
I knew that they were partying. Yeah. And I knew, but they looked like they were having such a good time. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to do any of that. Uh, I don't want to be up at one o'clock in the morning. I don't want to be high or drunk. And I don't want to sing karaoke. So what what am I jealous of? (laughs) What exactly am I seeing Wouldn't it be nice if you wanted to do that stuff? I would love to love to do those things. I wish I loved to do all that shit. I'm I'm, I'm not even willing to be willing to do those things. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to stay up. I don't want to. What I would. What I really want to do is I want to read a book and fall asleep and then get up and go to breakfast. That's my idea to me, a really good time. Heaven. It is a lovely, lovely life. So Friday night, I'm in a terrible mood. And Mm -hmm. then Saturday. Oh, and then my mom goes into the hospital Friday morning for hip surgery. Right, right, right. Right. And I'm I'm promised a minimum of two weeks in a nursing facility. I know you were. Okay. Right. The doctors promised me this. (laughs) I went and checked one out in Glendale, which is far enough away where I, I, you know, right. can you come Once visit a day. me? Mom, Once it's a too day. far. Oh, okay. Like I could get out of visiting her yeah. everything. Well, Friday. Friday. So Friday, so Friday morning, surgery. she has her hip surgery. Friday afternoon. Oh, they say I'm doing great. I'm going right home. It's going to pop out, Mom. It's going to pop out no, again. No. no, she went right home. She went home. On, okay, so so that's Friday night. Yeah. So, um, so Saturday, I fly to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, so the... That that would technically be my one night alone in my house. Yeah, and I had a gig. Still, it was fun. It was I. I can't complain. I right. Flew, I was oh, right. flown to San Francisco. Right to do that. Narrow to do the narrow right? gig. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Michelle Buteau was there. She's been a comic of the week, right? Um, uh, maybe. I think so. I, think yeah. so. Man, I just saw her. I heard strong. she's. She was at Virgil. She was just at the. Oh part. really? Yeah. yeah. And she said hi. Yeah. And so did Paige Hurwitz oh, and cool. uh, K- uh, Karen Kilgariff. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez, I'm all hide up by all mm-hmm. the good, all the cool people. You've been hide. Um, and then and Baron Bond was there and uh, Matt oh, right. Bronger was there. It was a hell Bronger. of a lineup. Yeah, it was a good lineup. Matt Bronger. Yeah, and, and Kate Baron Willett. And, yeah, I had I had a little coffee with Kate Willett. She's so funny. She has mm-hmm. so many. She has really funny jokes. About feminism, um, and such great, yeah, they're really, and they're totally. I, I, I think I've remembered people trying to talk about women talk talking about feminism, but it came off like guys would peel off from a right. joke. No, she's hers are, jokes. Hers are just really good jokes. Yeah. about a topic that guys don't want to hear about, and she gets them to laugh at it anyway, which is the mark of, of an a, amazing of a joke writer. Joke. Yeah. yeah, and she's she's hooked me up with a doc. Uh, Doc's, Doc's lab. Doc's lab yeah. on the fifth of December. Oh, that's cool. That's so such she's a great gonna. Win. Yeah. Um, so so uh, that was a fun gig, and then um, I got to stay at the um, the Sir Francis Drake, which is one of San Francisco's a couple of really really old hotels in Mark Hopkins. They're right near Union Square, and uh, I, I'd never stay. I, I just is it, it fancy or is it has it been updated? It's super old and it's kind of fancy. Okay. Um, it, it, but, it, but it's an it, like, establishment. I was like the night before I wanted out of the business and now I'm at the <laughs> Sir Francis Drake in San Francisco. <laughs> Here's the thing though, like I, I, I can't keep nostalgia is killing me. This feeling like every time I see like every every time I go to the Bay Area, I just remember so many things and and I, I long for them, you know? And I, I'm like, I don't I don't want to feel like this all the time. I, yeah. I just want to go and visit and go, wow, this is a beautiful city and see some parts of it I haven't seen. Right. I don't want to feel like, oh, I remember when this happened here and I miss this person and I I wish this person was still alive. I mean, not just my dad, you know, comics yeah. and people I haven't seen in a long time. Sure. It's weird. And, and I was sleeping, you know, my son still sleeps with me and yeah. it drives me nuts. But then 
I was like, this is I, I'm already nostalgic for it because once this ends, yeah, it's never going back, right? Mm-hmm. And we hope, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't sleep with. Them I just I, I don't want to spend the second half of my life longing for the first half. Yeah, don't do that. You know, don't do. You have to move forward, and the thing is, is you'll be forced to move forward because if you end up just wallowing in what used to be, mm-hmm. and and because you, you just. When when I first moved to Los Angeles, the best advice I got was that you have to choose to like it. Right. Because if you didn't want to like it, you could find a shitload not to like. Yeah. You will find and they and and my friend Craig was like he's an editor and he said, "When I first moved to Los Angeles, I I didn't know if I'd like it. I, I I thought it was dumb. And so I found dumb people to hang out with and I didn't like it. And then he moved back to Minneapolis and then he moved back again. And he said, I decided I was only going to hang out with people I wanted to hang out with that mm-hmm. I liked. Everyone else was just going to be a work friend. And I would see them in a, in a work situation. I wasn't going to invite them to my house. I was just going to live our lives. And I would look for the good things that are about Los Angeles. One of my favorite things about Los Angeles is that it's chock full of lighting directors so that's really one of your favorite things about los angeles it is so beautiful at night the way the trees are lit up and the way the flowers are are oh i thought you meant actual lighting directors people that are lighting there were some of my favorite people i don't know if you've ever (laughs) they're just good people no i mean the 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 way people light their homes and the streets it's because the place is crawling with people with so much talent yeah that it just bleeds into absolutely everything you yeah. know you're you're getting a you're getting a, a designers a they design everything yeah, right there, yes. there's someone who's designed fucking everything yeah. and there's there's so much charm yeah that's true coming out of just peop, your waiter and your yeah you know well i i didn't mean i dislike los angeles no, i no. just mean that it's more of a feeling of of uh i i, I want to be able to go to the bay area without Without feeling that pain. Sort of, feel yes. like I'm a, I'm just a bruise. Well, it's, anything it should I bump fade. Into. It should fade as you as you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have nostalgia about my hometown. Yeah, and my sister has none. My sister is like, don't you see what this town needs? Which is a propellant and some sort of match. <laughs> and uh, she hates South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm. And um, well, yeah, uh, you've never been. It's no. very adorable. It is a Norman Rockwell moment. I'm with your sister, and I've never seen it. Exactly. I've been to Walnut Creek, it's uh, or at least Massa, or whatever it's Massa's called. Is, Massa's. That's not Walnut Creek. That's, that, that is entirely Walnut Creek you know what? It's Walnut, Walnut Creek, Creek to, to you. Me. Yeah, it is Sorry. entirely Walnut Creek to me. Sorry. But I'm sure there's better parts of Walnut Creek. Yeah. What else you got? Um, let's see. I was at the Improv on Tuesday. I did mm-hmm. this, uh, the Bay Hilarious show. It's, uh, I missed you. Oh, yeah. You were I at the Late Crab Show. Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, uh it's just fun to see old friends. You know, right, Tom Rhodes. Again, I love Tom Rhodes. There you, you know, go. I've known uh, you know, it's Did like, you miss him when you were in San Francisco? I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Don't make fun of me. Um <laughs> too late. <laughs> um I you know, I love knowing newer comics and I I really love my old friends that mm-hmm. I've known since the 90s, you know. They're so bad. Well, you ought. Well, you ought because they're they're anyway. It's just yeah. great to see Tom Rhodes and and Mike Uriga and Scott Silverman. You know Byron Yee. These guys I've you know Tony Kameen? No, Tony wasn't there. Okay, just pe- anyone that knows what the Holy City Zoo was and and mm-hmm. knows how it felt to work out there. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a gold. That's a golden person to me. Yep, I got all those guys from the from the early nineties that I love so much. But 
It's uh, yeah, I love I love the new comics and everything. I was yeah, yeah the. It was fun. I love that Crabapple show with Bob and Caitlin. Oh, that's really cool. Bob, Cat, and Caitlin. It's just they, – they get up and they tell just one story after another about weird life choices. Yeah. They both did – they had done together that new show for Comedy Central. I don't know if it's streaming. Kyle will. Uh, whether it's streaming or if it's on Comedy Central. Ian Abramson's Seven Minutes in Purgatory. Do you think that's going to be streaming or real? Just streaming. Just that. streaming? And mm. – um, it's essentially you tell your jokes to a camera, and then they, the camera, the the audience is separate from the from the from the comic. Mm. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. Seven minutes in purgatory, Ian Abramson's uh, <laughs> show. And I like the title now. And it's uh, you do just do your jokes to a camera, and then the audience gets to see you, but it's super uncomfortable. And in this case, I believe they shot it in like the Wiltern or something. Yeah. So you are performing in a room of 1,200 empty seats. And then they're on the roof or something. Um, w- why? Why? Yeah. It's a themed. It's a themed show. Mm-hmm. And uh, regular stand-up shows, I guess, are boring because everybody wrote jokes. Um, I'm uncertain why. Why? I, no, I mean, but I'm, not that I'm unwilling. I'm glad to, I, I did it once. I'm, I'm glad anyone got a show on the air. Of course, I don't want to. I just I have a personal like. I I don't understand why stand up isn't good enough. Why all the tinkering? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we do we do the tinkering. We do the tweaking. Yeah, we do it all the time. So yeah. our jokes are as perfect as possible. You don't have to tweak with the show the format. Right. Let us do our job, mm-hmm. and you fucking give us a mic and a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to do that show, of course, because uh, I'll do any show. And uh, <laughs> and so... Who books it? Who books it? And it was... Um, but uh, they did it. Bobcat and Caitlin did it as, hmm. a, as a duo. Oh, interesting. Which I think is w- different. It defeats the purpose of being alone, because then they could at least turn to each other. I like that they figured out how to cheat. That's awesome. Yeah. It was... Uh, it's much... But they're, they're such a delight together. They make me laugh. Um. That thing that you emailed me that you were angry about and I also got enraged at. Could have been anything. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? (laughs) Write it down in big letters. And uh, what is it? Oh, Jesus. Yes. I forgot about that. Can we talk about this cryptically? Yeah, let's talk. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's talk about how some comics have giant egos. Is that it? I think that's what it is because you know how you'll meet a this this used to yeah do you want to describe it or or well because because I was going to start further back to really bury the story because just you know how like when you first start doing stand up there's there's usually a dude who's like well, I got forty five minutes I got forty five and you're like you have fifteen minutes right and so that guy gets to headline before me because he has no sense of uh, perspective and and bookers automatically believe male comics first and and mo- then if you're a woman you're a female comic who has an hour they still think you only have thirty. Right. And 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 this is an unsubstantiated poll, but one that I have definitely taken uh, just by looking is that most women don't lie about how much time they've right, got. Right, right, right. Down it's, to the minute. I've got 27 and a half, but I got, I'm working on a new tag. It'll take it up to 2743. Right. I could probably sh- just kind of do some tap dancing or something for that extra two to make sure I do my 30. Yeah. And. And but there were dudes who were like that. And there are other comics who think that they're geniuses true from the get yep. and then they compare themselves 
to people that are established. They compare themselves to people. And I not us, by the way. This isn't someone comparing themselves to us. Oh my God, no, no, yeah, I don't think we're angry for somebody else. For somebody else, it was just like I am an alive version of Richard Pryor. That's what I. That would be what, like, if I pick, if I said, well, I, if somebody else says it, it's okay. Uh, well, what the person, the person said. I'm a young version of so-and-so. Right. And so-and-so is an established comedian who, who is, is still working. Still first young. Of all, and st- right. And, right. Well, and not dead. And, and, yeah. and like, you, you don't have to participate in the, in the d- industry's desire to replace women over 40 <laughs> with new ones. Right. You know, like yeah, it's hard enough. Don't. And yes. you're going to be one of those women too one day. So don't, don't do it. Right. Don't do it. But, but it, so, so the this comic has had described themselves yes. that way yes. to industry. Yes. <laughs> to get a manager, to get an agent. And it worked. And it totally worked. And then the manager oh. and agent repeated it and that's when I thought that um, the comic had not said it. You thought the manager said it. I thought the and manager that was said annoying it. enough. It was annoying enough and I was like, "Ew." But when the comic had pitched themselves as that, that- then I was like, "Well, Oh, I despise you. You yeah. are you are an egomaniacal yeah. banana head. Fuck, um, fuck that bullshit. Yeah. And I and I would just like to say, if anyone out there thinks they're a young Lori Kilmartin, <laughs> and I hear about it, I will fucking destroy you. <laughs> you know, I will be, find out. Be a dead young I Lori will, Kilmartin. <laughs> I will find out a show you're on, and I will go up in front of you, and I will murder <laughs> and the uh, and I will go over my time Ooh. and I will make the audience love me I will do all my old tricks mm-hmm. I know I, mm-hmm. I've got tricks I don't use that's it okay that's I know right. how to use them but that's I don't right. use them because you've been using your powers for good you will use <laughs> your powers right. but I'll to use bury for, this yes. person yeah that's right enough yeah but I said because I like we were talking about um Stuart Lee couple episodes yeah. ago. And I said that he was like uh, Andy Kindler and, and Bill Hicks if yeah. they were together. Yeah, yeah. That's something where someone else has said it and both... And, and it's not demeaning and, to either right, Bill Hicks saying, or Andy Kindler. Right. It, it's not that that guy's going to replace Andy Kindler or that yeah. you shouldn't see Andy Kindler. They're all three are complimented though. Yeah, in, in that situation. But the fact is, I think I think everyone knows that I'm a, I'm a, a young Lenny Bruce. So uh, <laughs> that's my that's my dream. Yeah, that was so, that was kind of irritating. It is irritating. How was, much time have we done? I was talking to somebody. Hey, oh, we didn't do we didn't do a comic of the week. Oh, that's right. All right, you know what happened? What? She SNL. Yeah, our comic of the week. We talked about her before she got SNL. Melissa Via Senor. Yes. Woo! Super funny, Melissa Via Senor. She Via will be Senor. on SNL next season. Next She's season. A really great impressionist. There, you know. Um, and her Snapchat is all hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just because of the face filters. Yeah. It'll just let her be any face. And so she writes to that. Yeah. She writs to the filters. It's, it's very, awesome. It, there aren't a lot of good impressionists anymore. You know? Right. It's, Rich it's Little's quite, probably still working somewhere. But, he probably uh, is. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a kind of a rare skill because mm-hmm. it's, it's not one that's easy to do on stage because it's sort of frowned upon a little bit you know right like, of, of to do famous people. yeah like when, yeah. when you and i were coming up everyone had a jack nicholson impression right and, it, and then it just became super hacky so and hacky. then you just go no you, you don't do that anymore you have to pick, come from your own authentic self right do your mom 
Yeah. And right. Your dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. that's where the impressions would be. It's like I'm talking uh, about my neighbor. Yes. I'm talking about it's a, a character you make up. Yeah. So she's like she does. Real... She does both of those. Yeah. She does both. Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, Melissa Villasenor. It's, it's pretty cool. She's got to be at Melissa Villasenor on Twitter and all that. V i l l a s e n o r. Correct. Yep. That is correct. And she with the tilde over the end. Yep. And uh, how much time is that? Did you say fifty three? You got five more minutes. Uh, how I about? I can't believe that only took just... two minutes. I have uh, this tale is a friend of mine are married now for five years, right. and I said, "Oh, congratulations! They had a destination wedding, which yeah. I don't usually approve of, um, but it was in Australia, mm-hmm. and I picked up a set uh, to so that I could write off the mm-hmm. the trip, mm-hmm. and I had it all planned." <laughs> And then the set was the night of their wedding. <laughs> so I had to email my buddy Greg, who I've known since 93 and is yeah. a really good friend of mine. And I was like, so you guys are getting married in the afternoon, right? I mean, how long's the how long's the reception going to go? And I said, if I if I if I had to set it like 8 o'clock, <laughs> would you hate me? And he goes, No. No, that actually makes me laugh so hard, and it makes me feel like a comic. So uh, you do it, and so um, okay. Probably the one of the biggest fights I had with an ex boyfriend yeah. was uh, I went to his best friend's wedding, and it was again. It's like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I had afternoon a spot at the improv. Okay, yeah, it's fucking improv, man. It's over. Yeah, the wedding's over. I'm you like, were there and, for the plus, wedding. I don't know any of these people. I can't spend hours with people I don't know. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> I'm like, to me, I'm like, thank God I have, a, I have an exit. There's a countdown. You know, I got to right. leave at seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge fight. To go spend hours with people you don't know. Yeah. That That's was the guy that, you, that said, you spend your life in a bar. And I realized it was true. Even it is I, true. I don't drink. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well... And what did we accomplish in this podcast? Well, I think Besides we've established some slamming some... somebody without using their name. You know who you are. Stop <laughs> doing it. Stop <laughs> writing the coattail of so just write your own material and be your own comic. Damn. For the love of Christ, be your own comic. Whoa. Don't you think? Of course. <laughs> There, there's always, you know, when you start, you're you're always emulating somebody, but you yes. don't want to be. You kind no. of want to shed that. That's like a skin you, you know, you shed. Yeah. You want to get out of that so you're your You own learn self. that within the first two years. Yeah. You learn that you, you don't steal and you you don't steal material mm-hmm. and you try not to have the timing of your favorite comic. Well, for a while, you're not going to know you have their timing. You right. know, you, you just have their voice in your head so much it starts to feel like your own voice. Right. You know, and then hopefully you separate from that person because all of a sudden you don't see them. You're doing open mics all the time or something. And then you start to develop your own thing. But yeah. you're constantly picking up other people's Vibe. rhythms and mm-hmm. um cadences and stuff like that that's pretty normal it's true it's true we well this is a good it. one you want to do another one? Oh. <laughs> all right bye now leaving nerdist.com 